when I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode eight. My name is Turner Sparks. My name is Kaplan. We're coming to you live from a new location. Can't tell you where. I can't. The dear, you know, we're on the run. We might have insulted our future leader. I think we've insulted leader last week. Everybody. So we're just gonna keep moving. We're gonna stay underground. Just you pump. gotta keep like yeah, you got like the McAfee guy when he went to Belize. You gotta keep going. Just Go. don't stop. Right? Sorry. You can find me at, at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. Kaplan's M.I. Kaplan 11. 11 is for Nick Stauskas. Oh, God. Okay. That's, that's some dedication. I don't know. My this is already the, my least favorite episode. What episode is it? Number eight. Number eight. Lucky eight. All right, Kaplan. So, sorry, Sir Michael. I, why did you, you, you call yourself Sir Michael I or Kaplan once, and now right. everyone... I mean, it's taken off in the streets. People are asking me, where's Sir Michael Ira? Yes. On the internet, on our, uh, on our, on our, um, was our review page on iTunes. Right. And Nigel Farage, is that how you pronounce that? Sure. He, whatever his name is. He's upset that a, a Jew got knighted. Is that what happened? So they've, they've, uh, they've, uh, they've, they've looked into it and they found out I'm not a real knight. I'm not allowed to say it. They've, they've contacted our lawyer, Blue Shirt, about it. Yeah. So I'm going to. Well, gonna, maybe you'll get a medal of honor or freedom or whatever. Yes, this that was That's that what happened last in America. week. Yes, yes. Right, England's get become knights. All right, we're way off base. Um, it's Halloween. I mean, it's sorry. It's it's Thanksgiving, and what do you? Thanksgiving happened last week, but we're recording this a week earlier. So, Cap, what are you doing? I don't know if I want to say what I'm doing because we insulted dear leader last week. I don't want to, you know, say where we are, but I guess you, I could say where where I was for Thanksgiving because this is coming out after. You're right. We so are on the road. Yes. Yeah, so I went to Florida. Okay. Um, what uh, happened there that's going to happen in a few days? No, pretend like it already happened. How was Florida? It was an amazing time with the in-laws and the Ooh. family. And then we went to Disney World. And uh, we were... Uh, Did uh, you lose your kids? Yes, I lost my kids. And Disney security is fantastic. And they found them. Well, great. So the we're, same way they, they, they were on that uh, terrorist guy. Disney security is the best. Who? Uh, uh, Richard Jewell from the no, 96 the Orlando Olympics? shooter. Disney security knew about him because they know about everything. So they're going to know everything I did. I might not even return after this. But, um, yeah, no, right now we're before the trip. I'm very stressed out because I'm going to Disney World. You're definitely going to lose Teddy. No yeah. masks allowed for Teddy. Yeah, but if I lose him, maybe that, that'll help because it's very stressful about... Even bunny ears, I feel like everyone, the Mickey Mouse ears, every little kid has Everybody them. tells you when you go to Disney World, it's like with schools in New York, everyone's like, you got to get ready for schools, got to... With Disney World, it's like the lines, you got to get fast pass, you got to plan, you got to plan every meal, if you want to meet the characters. Everybody's sending, every mom's got different advice emails. It's overwhelming. Are you staying at the Disney Hotel? We're staying at one of the Disney no, hotels. No, you're not. Are you really? Not like somewhere Is in Animal Kingdom. But um, it's just stressful because I was able to get Hamilton tickets through work. Okay, shout like out. Reservation to like Chef Mickey's. So um, it's very... Um, it's, it's going to be tough. It's a stressful week coming up. Just, All right. Well, that was... Okay. We, that's our guest who's going to get a... He'll get a microphone later. Yeah. We, uh, same with the extra crocodile hotel. 
The uh, we have a guest coming we up later. A good deal this way. We might as well get, yeah, our guest later, we have Michael H. Weber, who's a screenwriter. He wrote 500 Days of Summer. He wrote The Fault in Our Stars. He's also a good friend of ours. And since I moved to America, he's been my America whisperer, letting me know. I don't know know what's going on in this country, as we've established on this podcast. So he helps me, like, what do I do with a phone? How do I get a phone? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, do you get a plan or do you just buy a phone? I don't know. He's sort of the inspiration for this podcast because he he proved to you how lost you were in America. Yeah, completely. And so he's going to help. He's going to come on later and answer. I have a bunch more questions for Wait, him. Wait, but if he answers too many, then this podcast is kind of over. So That's Let's true. This could be our two. last episode. Yeah, that's basically it. This is the finale. <laughs> this gonna, could be he's it. He's going to solve all your... It's an eight epi- It's a miniseries. <laughs> it's, a miniseries. It's, like a, it's like one of those BBC shows. It's like Band it's of Brothers. The, this is The Office, English yeah. version. This is our World War II. So some people do podcasts. They say... You got to get to 40 episodes. You got to get to 100 episodes. No. Eight. Eight's a good number. It's, Maybe we'll do like one more like retrospective or reunion episode. So we'll get to 10. Yeah. Like the, the office. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Eight, eight. You leave them wanting more. Not this American office bullshit. Yeah. You don't do five seasons. We'll get to host the Golden Globes and stuff. So it'll be. I'm in. It's done. All right. So we get to our uh, Lost in America. Let's get to it. All right. Lost in America. Play the damn music. Play the damn music. You need a groupie? I'm looking for a purpose in life. Cap, how do you like the music? I this music's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love. Here's, I'll the explain beats. what the music is. We listened to Blue Shirt, Esquire, our lawyer. We got rid of all the music we didn't have. We didn't have the license for. Right. We figured we're going to be sued for like seven episodes worth of music. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Not as bad as being sued for. This is going to go on for. We can handle episodes. that. Do you own your apartment? Do I own my apartment? Would I be doing this podcast? If I oh, I thought, I thought no. we could sell it, make some money. <laughs> All right, well, then we're screwed. But anyway, we had, so the band. <laughs> sell my apartment? In the last, well, I don't own. I don't know if you, do oh, you have any? Oh, you're right. We can get sued. We have nothing. They can't take anything. Oh, Let then we're good. Out. Yeah. All right. Boom. All right, we're back. <laughs> we're back. So, Bring back Huey Lewis. Yay. So, no, no, no. So we got the Les Distics. That's my friend's band in high, when I was in high school in Sacramento. Yeah, the Sacramento uh, they, music scene. They were all over. We got Dr. Dog coming up later. They're a great band from Philly. They tour all over America. They're big time. And uh, yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're bringing our guest in early. A little unorthodox. Unprecedented, except for the one time well, we Joe did Schaefer. it with Joe Schaefer. Yeah. yeah but second, what's, second what's, it, what's it called? Unprecedented, but if it's the second. Uh, President, something that's happened before. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this guy was yelling at us in yeah, the background. We were struggling the, to get the first this five minutes. So here he is. Everybody, welcome our friend Mike Weber, Michael H. Weber. Michael H. Weber, I think, is the legal pronunciation of his name. I'm good. I'm okay. good. Okay. So you're gonna join us. We'll get to you later. Wait, so I'm going to join, then you're going to introduce me later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like the third voice now. So when people hear this, they're wondering no, who is. We did introduce you though. Yeah, we already said who you were. Oh yeah, we did. We said you were. We're just not gonna like focus on you right now. Okay, so we're not. We're just gonna like, skip the pleasantries part of like exactly. no pleasantries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exchange. It's fine. That's, it's fine. This is a, pleasantries. Honestly, this is a career low for me anyway. So it's <laughs> totally fine. You're off the pod. <laughs> It's so a career we, low, career high for me. It's a, you know. This is also the longest it's ever taken us after playing the music to get into Lost in America. Well, we're setting you. It's, a, it's new music. It's a, you know, That's true. It's, it's a new us. day. So here's what I want to talk about is public transportation right. in America. I don't know. I don't. Okay. So already on the subways, I've gotten on the wrong direction going out into the middle of nowhere multiple times. Right. Because <laughs> too many trains come on the same line. Right. Everywhere else I've they been... Should. 
It's one line per train. Be like but it's color-coded and with letters and numbers. Yeah, you, who's lived here your whole life. No, but Weber hasn't ridden the subway in about five years. So let me False. Right there. False. I don't know. Limousines. Uh, do they color-code your limousines as well? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's what... So then... That's one. Secondly, here's a, the the mute like the entertainment on the subways right. in New York way too good. <laughs> it's it's depressing how good it is because me as a uh, comedian trying to work my way up. Right. When I'm going to a show, the last thing I need is some group of six saxophone players to be the best band I've ever heard right. in my it's life. For your confidence. Well, yeah, because they're the best band ever, and then they get three dollars from the people and a, and a right. tepid clap. And there's no drink minimum on the subway. And there's just, yeah, yeah, and so, so. If, they, if, that, if that's all they can get. What am I going to get? Right. You know, right. I'm used to, on the subways in Shanghai, and uh, there's, and Suzhou, my, there's some lady who, who literally turns on a radio. <laughs> like a boombox? A yeah, boombox, and then tries to sing over it with no microphone, and then it's terrible, and then she gets some money from people. And then at least I feel better, because I'm like, well, I know I'm better than her. How do you know, I understand you speak Chinese, but how do you know she's terrible? Like, how do you know the difference between good Chinese music and bad Chinese music? Whatever, music is the international language. <laughs> have you not, you've never gone on a first date with anyone and told them that? Probably you've not. You've never you looked at the stars <laughs> and been like, there's Orion's belt either? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway, my point is there's too much talent. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm right. You could, you're on your way to uh, an open mic or an audition, and you're seeing someone performing on the subway who you think is better than you. Yeah. That has to be kind of demoralizing. That's one of the ways that New York can crush your spirit. As If you're like, they're not getting paid, how am I ever going to get there's paid? A, there's a place on the Lower East Side called Arlene's Grocery, and they have one night a week, they have live karaoke. Like, as in karaoke with a, a full band behind you. Yeah. Now you should try to get them to be a sponsor now that I'm giving them a lot of... Arlene's? A, a nice plug. Arlene's Grocery, it's <laughs> All called. All right, Arlene's. But the, pay up! The, but the cool thing is, you might get someone there who shows up to do live karaoke who's, you know, a, a, a backup singer on Broadway, and then the next person who gets up there to sing is the dude who runs the bodega down the street. So it yeah. ends up being kind of a mixed bag. But... All of them are pretty good, and it's super intimidating because some of them aren't even semi-professional and yet clearly are much better than any of us. Yeah, it's awful. Um, okay, just here's the last question I have for you guys. Does anyone take those bikes? City bike? Yeah. <laughs> those bikes? Yeah, lots of people. Are you kidding? It's actually I mean, been... I don't, but... I mean, I don't... Do. I haven't ridden a bike in years, but city bike is very popular in the city. Okay. And the doctor it's... doesn't allow him to ride a bike. Why? What's wrong? <laughs> no, no, I just don't... I <laughs> didn't. I probably haven't been on a is bike in 20 a, in years. China is like biking. They have them, yeah, but they're green and they have Yao Ming's picture on them. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. All over China? Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. one of them is Yao Ming. Yeah. But like how oh, long? All over Suzhou. I don't know. How long China. has his face been on? Like, because he hasn't played basketball in a long time now. Yeah, but he's a huge star. Like, they didn't, he's like the Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and Go on. Michael Jordan and throw, I don't know, Obama, whoever you want. I'm, you could I'm have just gone with Michael but, Jordan. <laughs> Not sure no, but he's bigger than Jordan. He's definitely bigger than Jordan. Because he's, he's now he's he's in he's a government official. He's right. in oh. the government. He's Jordan like, meets Obama. It'd be like if Michael Jordan was so Donald popular <laughs> that they didn't even like instead have of a, baseball, he ran for governor. No, but he didn't even have to run because you can't vote. They just in China. made him the right. They just there's put no him election. in. They just made him the. So how do you even announce? You announce your candidacy, or there's not even a thing as candidacy. Like Yao Ming decides one day he's going to be in public office and then contacts the government. 
there's an announcement, hey, your new minister of whatever is Yao Ming. Like, there's no election. It's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just tell you. Like, he's like the, he's like the um, environmental czar of China <laughs> or something. <laughs> he's in charge of environmental policy. Seriously. And so the first thing he did was put his face on all the green bikes. That was his big first move. <laughs> the second thing he did is Very he... Very Trump-like. The second thing he did is he announced he will never eat... Um, uh, whale fin, oh, that's shark, shark's fin soup. Right, right. And then that's pretty much all he's done. Right, right. But everyone loves him. And then there's one picture of him in a government meeting. How long does he hold his position for? Like, does he have this like, for life if he wants it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's the no Supreme terms over there. There's terms for the president, but I don't think anyone else. I don't know. Just in, it's like it's like getting so a like job. basically you're both lost in America and lost in China. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one lost. knows. Yeah, you know, like we're, nobody knows. Like, they don't like, ask anyone. He's he's okay in Sacramento. He's lost everywhere else. Who's All right. in charge of the softy like part of the government? Was that that took over Mr. Softy? Yeah, yeah, like what? It wasn't Yao Ming who took over. I don't think he has anything to do with that. But was it like Jimmy Jackson? Probably some old <laughs> basketball player. Yeah, it's Stefan Marbury's yeah, in charge Stephon of Marbury. <laughs> it's sort of ice cream in China. Tracy McGrady. All right, should we get should we get to our should we get to this is where we would say should we get to our guest? Yeah, let's re-get to him. For our sponsor, um, we, we like Ents, baby. Ents, again. Ents away. They're still Every with us. week. Yeah, Ents is fantastic. Ents is an app. You can get it in the App Store on iTunes, E-N-S-E. Kaplan, how do we do it? How do we work Ents? Well, first, and go when you get the app, I want you to check out. We put up some stuff from last week, some B-sides, if you will. Yep. You get to hear how, you get to see how the hot dogs are made. You hear some stuff from behind the uh, hot dogs. <laughs> it's some you stuff. You hear us off uh, a little hot mic action. Yeah, and it's stuff that didn't necessarily get in the episode. We might have exactly. cut it out. Exactly. Cutting exactly. room floor. A cutting room floor. So, you know. Look at us up by the Lost. hardcore fans will be talking about that. Go to Lost in America on Ents. Right. Or my name, Kaplan. Or Turner Sparks, and you can find our. Uh, Right, but Ents works. You just, you know, you bring up the app and you hit the lips and, uh, you know. Start recording. Start recording. Yeah. Hit it once for a five-minute record from the last five minutes. Ikram and the gr- crew. Twice for 30 seconds. They're doing a great job over there. Yeah, they're, they're updating things as we speak, so. So go to Ents. Go Ents. <laughs> I'm already here. I, I, it's funny, you know, I've obviously been listening since day one. I feel like not only have I been guiding you in America, Turner, since before there was a podcast. True. I, I give you some feedback on the side about the pod. I feel in some ways like I'm the public editor of this <laughs> podcast. You are public and private because you've told it to us in private. Yeah. Well, but we don't have a public editor, so he's uh, he's applying. Oh, Bunsman. Well, that kind of yeah. that kind of works out because I'm sure like the newspapers in China they do not have public editors. Yao Ming. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure if he wants to be. Dear leader. Uh, all right, Maybe. so let's get to Weber. Should let's we get, get to, to Weber? So first of all, we met in a... Well, you yeah, guys... We met in a hot tub, I think. We met in a hot tub in two, two, <laughs> 1999 or something, right? You, okay, so Kaplan and I met uh, at class at the Newhouse School at Syracuse um, in probably Newhouse. sophomore year, I want to say. But Turner, you and I didn't meet until senior week when... 
Kaplan and I and your brother were graduating, and yes, there was a hot tub on your lawn, Kaplan, that a lot of people were partying in. The genesis uh, of this podcast is that hot tub, pretty the, much. The, the genesis of our friendship is a lot of people in a nasty hot tub senior week uh, on, on your front lawn. And Kaplan. you guys were seniors in college. I was a senior in high school. Yeah, and you came up to visit. Exactly, yeah. And then you've gone on to... Uh, you got- I, had, I worked at Tribeca Productions. You and Kaplan worked Kaplan, together. Kaplan uh, works, uh, and... I somehow convinced them that there was so much to do, they had to hire Kaplan to come work there as well. Uh, combined, we were two people doing the work of a fifth of a person. I thought it was a fourth. Maybe, maybe a fourth really of a person. Fourth. Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, gradually, as my writing started to take off, uh, I was working there less and less, and Kaplan was doing more and more, and eventually uh, was phased out altogether. You uh, I, I got parole. I got, parole. got parole. So I, it was. Uh, do you still have anything to do with it now? Uh, I'm the official wine taster of the Tribeca Film Festival. So Great. when there's open bar, I go sample the wares, make sure everything. Just so people understand, Tribeca is it Tribeca Films? Is the name? It's of the Tribeca company? Productions, and, uh, and that's owned they by have Robert the, De Niro. Yes, and they have a Robert Tribeca. They have a Tribeca Film Festival every Middle year. Uh, no, I don't have anything Middle to do with the company anymore, um, other than going back to visit when Kaplan is generous enough to invite me. Uh, to a party or a screening. Anyway, so I'm gonna finish the story. I left, that I'm talking I, about here. I left working for Bob probably around 2008 or so, uh, around when we were shooting 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Uh, is when I sort of phased out my my time working for Bob. And then that became a big hit. And then just set the table. You have since then. You've had which you had uh, the Fault in Our Stars. I, so let me say I write with my friend Scott Newstadter who lives in LA and Scott. Um, Scott and I met working at Tribeca, actually. Scott was the first person I met there when I was uh, at Syracuse. Uh, all of my friends, including Kaplan, went away on spring break. Uh, I was broke, so I went back to New York, uh, opened the phone book, and cold-called production companies in New York. And the person who answered the phone at Tribeca was Scott. Uh, went in for an interview. We totally hit it off. We became friends. Uh, and when we were both working there sometime later... Uh, we would kind of uh, escape to the roof of the Tribeca Film Center uh, and talk about scripts that the company was buying or other people were buying or our own writing and kind of just started kicking around ideas. And basically our writing partnership uh, was born on the roof of the Tribeca Film Center. Um, and now that roof but yes, is after not, no five, access there anymore. The roof is not, not allowed to go up there wow. anymore. Wow. Building codes. End of an era. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, after 500 Days of Summer, we had, we've been very fortunate to have some other movies. We worked with uh, on John Green's novels twice, uh, The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns. Yes. We uh, wrote an independent film called The Spectacular Now. Um, we just wrapped shooting uh, this month on a movie uh, with Robert Redford and Jane Fonda called Our Souls at Night, and that will be out uh, next summer, I think. Uh, and earlier this year, we shot a movie with James Franco and Seth Rogen and some of those guys, uh, now called The Masterpiece, uh, and that will be out uh, early next year. So that's what's, uh, that's what's going on. Pretty impressive. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. And, okay, but I have a few questions for you. So that's who you are, yeah. beyond being our friend. Yes, and but now I want to get to I have questions for you and Kaplan because as a group of friends and you know at some point I have questions for you because I've been taking notes on this uh, podcast and like uh, I have a few bones to pick. Okay, down. the public editor has some issues, but let's do your questions let's first. Let's do these. Let's do your questions first, then we'll get to mine. On a lot my of issues. these topics, on a lot He's of your, a post-it here. I got He's a waving po- a post-it. 
point of views in life, yes. I find that you and Kaplan have both give me almost sometimes opposite advice on, <laughs> on what to do in life. So what I want to do here we'll let the audience is decide. I want to throw out questions that I have about America to both of you. Okay. And you can each give me your opinion. On, I love this. On and people should, you know what? They should follow you guys, the, uh, the podcast Twitter, and, and tweet uh, who they side with on each of these issues. Sure, at Lost in America Pod, the letter N. Lost in mm. America pod. Yes. The democracy will decide. All right. So, yeah, issue number one is tipping. Oh, this boy. is something that is uniquely American. Yes. Like, people around the world tip, but not in the way that Amer- Americans are way beyond everyone else. Right. Well, we want to be liked. We want to be liked. Yeah. And we, yeah, anyway. Okay. So, at a, um, let's start with takeout because we talked about that. Jerry's Chinese restaurant. <laughs> we went there in episode two, right? I went there. And now, if you are, um, you're going to pick up food, you call in your order, you're going to pick it up, and then you take it home. Do you tip Weber? You go first. I go first. Yeah. Uh, Say it's a $20 order. It's your number one. If it is a place that I am a regular, I will tip on takeout. If it is a place where they pool the tips, I will tip on takeout. Because if they pool the tips. How do you know that? That's you can good. ask them if oh. they pool tips. <laughs> it's a simple question. Do you guys pool tips? All right. If they pool tips, you are tipping everyone. You're tipping the chef. You're, tip- you're tipping the people who bus, the, who clean the, the things later. It's the same as eating there. The only difference is, yes, someone is not delivering your food to you uh, sitting at a table. But when they pool the tips yeah, at a place, can... what is the difference? First of all, we need to picking... explain to our international Listeners, what is pool the tips? Okay, okay, oh, okay, yes. okay. I don't so even know. some they restaurants pool, like, so traditionally, you think of tipping as just going to your server. But increasingly, more and more places, especially in New York, pool tips. So the tips go to, are, are split among servers. They're split among busboys. They're split, like, the tips get split among a lot of different people who do functions at the restaurant. Okay. I am not a restaurant uh, expert, so I can't exactly tell you who's in on the pool and who's not. But so many of these places have pooling. And I'm saying to you, if it's a place that is pooling, some of those people are performing those functions, whether or not you are eating there or you are taking out. Gotcha. But why is it your wait, responsibility wait, wait, wait. Kaplan, to pay Kaplan. for these people? Now you, now you're, you go. What do you do? I, well, I don't understand this pooling tip thing because that's not tipping then. That's just paying their salary, which is weird. Like, that's not... Sure. I tip... Here's the other thing. I, I, tip, I think the rest of the world would agree with Kaplan. I, I tip... Um, as, I've, as I said, I believe, in the episode, I don't want to misquote myself, I do tip occasionally if it's a place that I go to a lot and they allow my dog to come in. <laughs> I give her, like, a dog treat. So, like, in other words, if you get to violate, like, a health code, then you tip. Yeah, because that's what tipping is. Like, you're... When, when it's that not something sense. customary, like... If we would go to a 76ers game when I was a kid and we had terrible seats, uh, my grandfather would always go down of an usher and slip him 20 bucks, and we would get amazing seats. So <laughs> that's, something. that's not a no, tip. That's a bribe. That's right. Well, if they pulled that bribe, uh, he, they wouldn't have given us great seats. They would have stuck us <laughs> They give a little bit Wait. to the players. They give some to Derek Coleman. How do, how do tip pools equate to bribe pools? Well, I don't understand. You just accuse me of bribery with the health code violation. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, if I'm a regular at a place, if they know me, I go there a couple times a week, right. I'm going to tip because they take better care of their regular customers and in exchange so, the appreciation of them taking better care so of me they're holding it, you hostage they're saying like they're not giving you sh- they're gonna give you shitty uh 
service. Do people tip you for? I'll say this way, but like, let's be honest. Like, Cap, anyone who knows you. 50% of the time they hang out or run into you, you have a story about some debacle that happened to you at a restaurant. That that percentage is not nearly as high <laughs> for the rest of us. So I wonder if most of us oh, I'm I wonder if most of us most I wonder people. if most of us do not have restaurant fiascos as frequently no. as you do because we tip I'm a sometimes I'm a, on takeout. I'm, Weber, I have a question for you. Yes. Would you ever consider going with me and Kaplan <laughs> to one of your next movies, standing outside the theater and asking for tips? Tips for what? Because you did the movie. No, I got compensated. I was paid to write the movie. I was already compensated. Thank the you. Chef was paid to, to so shouldn't, shouldn't the restaurant be no, responsible but, but, but for compensating? So if my salary was less because the producer said, well, we're going to pay you this, which is less than you would normally get, but you're going to pick up tips when the movie comes well, out. Maybe it should be. Because that's what... Look, that doesn't I even just, make any I sense. Just, <laughs> I just, like, fair to, we're so off the rails here. I, I don't work in a service industry. This I'm bringing it back to the rails. I just <laughs> ate. I just did takeout. I stood outside your building for 15 minutes, getting takeout, and I did not tip. And then my condition was kind of cold, so maybe he's I don't right. even know what a condition is. Oh, boy. That's a whole other oh episode. Lord. Oh, Lord. All right. We're, okay. So, let's so get... So, yes. The, the, I I'm offended you don't... I'm offended you've known both of us for, like, combined 30 years, and you don't know what a condition is. We should is. save that for a later pod. <laughs> we're going to do a, a Foods of America yeah. segment. Let's get away from tipping. Because right. these are more questions I just have about America. All right. Far every, away. It seems like every two years, there's some new, like, hot type of restaurant you have to go to. Like, it was like... Um, uh, Ethiopian food for a little while. It was Thai food. In 1988? Right. No, I don't know. I'm naming... This is, I don't know. I Thai genuinely don't know. 2003. I was gone for 12 years. So what is currently... We'll start with one... Uh, Cap, we'll start with... Or Weber, whoever wants to start. What's currently the hot type of restaurant I need to, to go to? That's a tough one. I mean, it's hard... Dining trends in New York are so different than the rest of the country. New York's such a melting pot. You get chefs from all over the world here. You get people from all over the world who want cuisines that, that are, uh, you know, that, that from various countries. So I, uh, I, it, it's hard to go what the hot thing is here compared to the hot thing in Sacramento. Uh, well, let's start with Sacramento because you know that well. So, okay. I, think <laughs> what's, I heard what's that Sacramento just got an Applebee's. Hey, really? easy, Everybody's buddy. super excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Our ratings that Now they plummeted. have a Chili's and an Applebee's. We're going to get it's a big news. Oh, my gosh. Mick Michael um, is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hot new trend uh, in New York dining. I, that's a Pick really a good question. But I don't, I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think the trend has anything to do with, like, a region that way. Because you go to Queens, you could find every single type of cuisine from all over in the world. Yeah, but I'm there's sure. trends in New York that, are like, all foodies I, are into. I agree. I definitely. There was, there was I'm a, the wrong person. Right, no, there was this, definitely, but. like, a, there was definitely a year or two ago where it was, like, Montreal bagels were That's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Poutine Bur or whatever. I mean, years ago, burgers were really in. It was, like, everything. Burgers? Was yes. the no, there was burger. definitely, like, the sort of high-end... Burger was, a burger. Oh, okay. was like a big thing. Like one place had like a twenty-eight dollar burger, which I is think insane. they just got burgers in the key, Sacramento. The key Sacramento in just York. got burgers. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah. Nicely New York done. To being trendy is having one item. Like, is that it? Like one item and just like yeah. No, that's a bit, and it's not no, working. That's true. No, no, that's no, no, no that was working. That's the truth. Like all these places that were <laughs> oh, yeah, like cronuts or like. Yeah, but the Cronuts, Dominique Ansel, who's bakery, but thing, Dominique like, Ansel didn't sell one thing. Have you ever been there? They, he sells a hundred things. in line for the one thing. Yes, no. but he wasn't, the store wasn't launched for one thing. That guy's constantly experimenting. Yes, one thing did become a national craze. Right. But the trick isn't have one thing. That's not what his business plan was. He yeah, was already like an acclaimed be, baker. Right, but that's what I mean, the key to being successful. But yes, yeah, I will say for a while, for a while, there was the trend of like, after the Cronut trend, people were combining. Wait, what's a Cronut trend? <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Lord. Wow. He, he has been gone for a long time. So for about it's three years ago, there's a croissant and a donut and they were sort of mashed. They were together in a cronut okay. croissant donut and Dominique Ansel's bakery. No exaggeration. The line was hours long. People would go there in the morning, wait in line. He'd be sold out after I a few hours. Guys were going, <laughs> you could go on Craigslist and people were reselling their cronuts on, on, That's online. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard on Craigslist. Or maybe they weren't reselling them, but they were sending people like task rabbit people to go wait in line for, I mean, the craze was ridiculous. I personally, I only tried a cronut once. I thought it was kind of overrated. But then after that, there were a lot of bakers trying to combine multiple things. I still haven't answered your question of what a trend is That's now. That's fine. That's good enough. We'll um, go with cronuts. Next question. I don't know the trends. I don't know either, honestly. Football's dying. What's the next <laughs> good. sport I honestly, need? Honestly, good. What's the next sport I need to get into? Eagles have to win a Super Bowl before it dies. Please. It will be amazing oh, if yes. the Eagles... There have been 51 Super Bowls. Can you imagine if like, eventually there's no football and the Eagles have never won a Super Bowl? That would be the most Philadelphia thing ever. Fans here, so. I, I, lo- I sort of love it. Wait, so the next big sport you're asking? Wait, so football is dying. What is the next big sport I need to get in? Big sport I need to get into soccer but you just or hockey? An Eagles fan. Ho- oh, those um, are the two, right? You're not going to make a thousand dollars selling a soccer jersey in America or hockey. Maybe a hockey. Well, okay. look, I can't. It's interesting because you guys, both of you, have spent so much more time traveling abroad in Kaplan's case and living abroad in your case, Turner, where I have barely traveled anywhere. So I am not a soccer fan in any way, shape, or form. Even when the World Cup comes around and everyone pretends they're into soccer, I still don't give a Whoever's shit. Whoever's consistent. See, I, I, I am consistent, here. but I will say I'm a lifelong hardcore hockey fan. Yeah. Uh, when, when my knees hold up, I still occasionally play a little bit of hockey. I love hockey. You know, look, I think hockey's... Don't they all look the same, though? That's look, racist. here's the here's the tricky thing. That's not. <laughs> That's I'm white too. Uh, you know I what, Kaplan, say it. You're making a joke, but there's a there's a truth there that um, you can't tell them apart. So, football is the worst. <laughs> Kaplan Fo- shaking his head. The oh, NFL funny. is the worst live sport because there's so Trump. much downtime and the best TV sport. And I will say that hockey is the worst TV sport because they're wearing helmets. It's hard to see who's who. It's right. sometimes it's hard to follow the puck if you're not if you're not an experienced hockey watcher. It's hard to follow the puck. Hockey is by far the best live sport. I agree. I've been to a couple hockey games. Um, but look, hockey's had a hard time. Like in the southeast, it hasn't really caught on. In the south parts of the southwest, it hasn't really caught on. So well, I will I, say this: I go to soccer. I mean, I watch soccer every World Cup, and I'm in on the World Cup. And then the, I always convince myself I'm going to start watching Premier League or something. And then within a week, I just don't. Soccer's get it. so boring to me. There's no goals. There's no hitting. All right. Throw, like I don't. All these guys are taking a dive. I don't get it. My answer is football's not going to die. Oh, oh okay. There's my, there's my. I think football's gonna die because people in all the states that voted for Trump still love high school football and high school football. High school football. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. Here, like, play, have you read the, like the numbers or kids playing high school football are, are, is so down? Yeah. Like it's not right, what it was even twenty years great, ago. You're not gonna have them play, but all the best athlete, best athletes are still playing football and baseball. I think it's gonna die. But anyway, okay. Next well, we'll question. We'll make a bet, and when we we'll see what happens. Yeah, when you guys get to episode 200, we should check in on some of these issues. See if you guys have been tipping on takeout. See if football's still around. Slow down, buddy. At 200, let's check back in. This happens first. Eagles and, win a and, Super Bowl. You know, that's like, what is it? You guys do one a week. That's basically about three years from now. Let's check wow. back in. Three and a half years. Will Turner we'll figure out America still... by then? 
Oh my god! Will he know what a cronut is in three and a half this years? This could be our last episode. As I we... love that. Like, by the way, like as Turner's trying to like compile his thoughts on the podcast and sort of keep this going. You and I then tag team turn this into a roast of Turner not living in America. You guys are explaining. <laughs> you're defining things with definitions of things I don't know. This is like science class in high school all over. So, again. by the way, you can make a case I'm that this pod book. instead of locker room talk, this episode should be called "Lost in Lost in America" because you're just lost in this pod That's right great. now. That's great. Okay, here's the next question: Are beards Cool. <laughs> I need to know. I, I can't mean, grow in any like you, yeah, How long would it take you to grow? I would say like. Aren't they de- out? I, I think it might depend on the level of beard. I think the the more bearded seem to be uh, uh, ridiculed quite a bit these days. That's over. Um, Galifianakis. My, uh, my girlfriend. We could come after Galifianakis. No, I like him, but I don't like his beard. I, I had a beard last week. Uh, my girlfriend. Uh, shout out to Ali. Hello, uh, I love you. He's off the market. Um, <laughs> Allie last week was telling me uh, how much she loved my beard. I was very surprised about this because, you know, what? maybe in the back of my head, I was thinking what you were saying, that beards are out right now. Apparently, uh, they might still be acceptable. I feel like your future uh, fashion correspondent for Lost in America, Jason Hammer, who you guys will be having on in a few weeks. <laughs> future fa- Hammer, hey, let us pick our own guests. That's quite buddy. a tease. Future fashion correspondent Jason Hammer. And it's a um, hit we had to agree to Hammer. Yeah, it's a I feel like deal. Um, it's a pork barrel spending of uh, podcast. <laughs> I feel like Hammer might be the better person to ask, or maybe uh, you know some female guests. All right, so you um, don't know. You, if I Cap, had a what beard all these years, I wouldn't have two children. Can you even grow a beard? Uh, I could grow a beard. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm sure I could. It's I'm Jewish. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> it's a... Turner definitely cannot grow a beard. Turner, Wait, yeah. Jewish means you can grow a beard? <laughs> Have you seen a rabbi? It doesn't mean it. It's just we tend to be a little we tend to be a little we, hairier. We're not allowed to have sideburns. I mean, we're not allowed to cut our sideburns if we're if we're really religious. You know? That's true. So well, does that's that mean different. even if I was religious, I wouldn't be let in because there's you no would, beard. Yeah, you would just be out because you can never grow. Your... Me, oh my gosh! <laughs> like, what's the most? What's the longest you've ever gone without shaving? Just out of curiosity. Like a couple. This days. has been three months right here. Look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but really, like, what would happen if you went a month without shaving? What would it look like? Just patchy and wispy. <laughs> like it would blow in the wind. All right, what's a cooler city in America right now? The coolest? A cooler. I'm going to give you two options. Okay, okay, great, great, great. Miami or Austin, Texas? <laughs> Traditionally, it would be Miami, I would say, but... Look, historically, Miami's been a fun city for a long time. I love the international flavor of Miami. And but shout out to University of Miami, my college. The much cooler city right now is Austin, Texas, uh, by far. And shout out to um, Rubio. He went to my college. Who? <laughs> presidential candidate Rubio. The, the, Marco wait, Rubio. The election's over. I don't. He's I not a presidential candidate senator. anymore. He's going. now a senator wait, of Florida. He went to your college? Like no, he went to the U. He's a grad. He's a fellow uh, alum. So why are we giving him a shout out? There's a zillion people. Yeah, lost in, lost in America. Okay, Turner's Miami or Austin. Shout out to Gino Toronto. Let's do that part over again. Let's do that part over again. Okay. I say Austin. Here, so historically, Miami, probably the cooler city. It's been cool for decades. It's got a cool international flavor. Uh, sometimes when you're in parts of Miami, you feel like you're not even in America. But right now, Austin is the cooler city. Um, it's the best part of Texas. Best part? That's the worst slogan. Austin's the capital cooler city, but then it's like, is it like overdone because everyone says Austin's cool? I say yes by so, a mile, but I've never been like there. If I had You've never even been there. <laughs> if Austin I had, has barbecue. Austin has live music. Austin. Austin has a cool college town. Austin is a state right. capital. Austin has history. Oh, state capital. Austin state has capital. the LBJ library. Is there a presidential? Whoever's standing up is giving a speech is there, right now. Is there a presidential library in Miami? There's, I don't think there so. There would be if Marco Rubio won. <laughs> I was about to say that. 
<laughs> the Marco Rubio Library. My gosh. Uh, Come on, people of America. Next topic. Next topic. All right, next topic. Um, why should I have a TV? <laughs> I don't own one. You don't need way, one in America. That's actually that's... a really good question. Um, and you know, cord cutting in America. Do you down. know the expression cord cutting? No. no so cord cutters are that. people who have, have decided to, to, ha to stop having cable. And maybe, you know, they probably still have TVs, or maybe they don't, but if they have a TV, they're, they're using Netflix, or they're using Apple TV, or, or some kind of streaming service, but HBO Go. But increasingly, cord cutting has become such a big thing in America that the cable companies are starting to have to re-examine bundles. So, like, you know when you have a cable package, you get stuck with all these channels you don't want. Yeah. Yeah, now cable might be forced to go to a la carte, which would be so much better. I mean... 80% of the channels I have, I don't want. Well, yeah. Well, okay, so I don't even own it. I don't have a TV, but not because I'm like a cool guy without a TV. It's because I got here, I didn't buy one, and then I realized I could just use my dad's Dish Network account to watch everything. Yeah, that's cord cutting. On my computer. Yeah, you, don't need, you don't need a TV. It's okay, in this good. day and age, you don't need a TV. Cap, what do you think? Except for live sports. That's the one I'm thing like, that's no, a little hard. No, but I hard. watch all those on ESPN.com for free. Or I go so to the bar down the street. You don't have a day job, so you don't need TV. Or I'll be coming over here. If you have a day job, you like to come home. You like, you oh, yeah. If you have a day job, you like to come home after work and turn on the TV and make yourself a drink and feel like an adult. Okay. And that's what I do. All right. I like to have a TV. Should we go to our questions from um, our, internet, our, our listeners? Yes. Get Two listener. questions Mail from bag. our listeners. About and then, I only, then I have one bone to pick as the public editor. But I only have one. But well, let's, do the, let's, let's, do one. let's do one. Let's do one. We'll do one from more. our... No, let's, let's do the listeners. Yeah. Let's, let's well, they're both from the same person. So. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, you should tell that. Okay, we'll do one from our listener. This is from Nick Mesman. He is from, um, where is he from? He's from Holland. Oh. Nick wow. Mesman, our listener from Shout Holland. Holland. I've never been to Holland. Have you guys been? I've been. Amsterdam. I've been with Tyler Sparks. Oh, yeah? Yes. I have not been there. Got a, another podcast. So yeah. he wants to know, <laughs> in America, why do so many cults exist? <laughs> hmm. I, I think it's an interesting question. I don't know the I think I, I think I know the because people want um, religion's a big thing in America. That's true. And you know, like hot it's not always Christianity, Buddhism, like everyone's looking for the next cool thing. It, it was like yoga for a while or whatever Madonna did. I look, I didn't think any Balaka, society or what what'd you call it? Up till now, up till Trump's Kabbalah. presidency, any any society that's this free, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Yeah, we didn't you, need those things. You you're gonna have fringe members of society. And that's where some of these cults come from. And people like to fit in. I say live and let live on the cults. <laughs> I mean, the whole uh, not, not David Koresh, uh, Will, uh, uh, what was it, Waco, Texas? Right. I don't know. We're going into a rabbit hole. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the government should have come in. I'm, I'm mean, shocked you, didn't, you, didn't, uh, you weren't name-checking Jonestown, that you only went back to Koresh. I'm that's... not. How old? I'm, you guys are 100 years old. I'm, I, do, I don't remember Jonestown. Yeah, I, I used to be proud that I would never join a cult. I'm very contrary. But I, 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 I'm, I, first of all, Kaplan, you and I are both in a cult. It's called Trust the Process. Trust the Process. I'm all As Sixers oh, fans, that is a cult. Crossfit. I don't know if you know what that is, Turner, since you're out of Oh, yeah, do you still do cult. that? Yeah, that's kind of a cult. What is a cult? That's cult. So I'm a member of two cults now. CrossFit. CrossFit's basically a cult. Oh, that's a cult. definitely a cult. So I'm, that's weird. I'm a member of two cults. Uh, okay, so why do they exist? I don't know. Cause people like to fit in. Yeah, because we're it's like. Uh, or stand out. Or like have someone tell them what to do. And again, when you have this much freedom, you're going to have. Trump for that. When there's this much freedom, you're going to have some fringe. Stuff happens. Do they have members no of cults society. in Holland? I don't understand. I don't think he can answer live. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, Kaplan just asked that yeah. like he was going to shoot out of our recorder. Come on. 
Nick Mesman. I, I would be in a cult if I lived in Holland because I'd probably be the only person in Amsterdam who doesn't smoke weed. Yeah, I'd be yeah. there with you. It'd be and the two of and us. And is watching the Sixers game, son. So, Weber, should we get to your question? Yes. Yeah. I have a bone to pick. Let's get to the um, bone. Bring it's it. On, it's bone up. I have a bone to pick. Um, I'm from New York, lifelong New Yorker. Half my family is from New Jersey, and I'd like you to know that New Jersey oh, is actually quite well known for its farms. This is me sleeping. And in fact, my father grew up on a chicken farm wow. in South Jersey. Uh, my girlfriend's family, uh, one of her parents, uh, grew up on a farm. In fact, there's still a farm stand that her family runs in New Jersey. Shout out to Barty Farm Stand. They oh, maybe they, you can't do your own shout outs they, on our podcast. Maybe they want to be a sponsor. I'm going to find out if Barty Farm Stand in well, New Jersey, which, by the way, is actually like a very well-known and popular. Explain. It's actually like a famous farm stand in New Jersey. New, New Jersey, let me just, say what I'm going to go on the record here. Strawberries, blueberries, <laughs> tomatoes, all from New Jersey, all from New Jersey. So what we're talking, what Weber's referencing is, uh, was it the last episode? No, it was, it was episode, a couple episodes ago. A couple episodes ago with Blue Shirt when I talked about um, there being no farms in New Jersey and that's why Whole Foods sucks. Yeah, you well, no, you were, you were talking about cheese, cheese from Trenton. <laughs> cheese from Trenton. Okay, was so the there are farms. Point. But then you were saying how there's no farms. I don't want food from New Jersey. Farm in New Jersey. A farm in New Jersey. Well, that was you. That's a, me doing you we, from like a month a ago. Great in person. And there are farms all over New Jersey. Should we take a poll of who wants to get their food from New Jersey or anywhere else? Okay, you know what? I, here's my poll question. Yeah. Name a better place to get a strawberry or a blueberry than New Jersey. Really? Yeah. Strawberry? California? I don't. By the time it you're, gets from California to it, New York, I don't want Oh, you mean if you're strawberry. living here? Yeah. Oh. New Jersey. And you know what? Great strawberries. The Jersey tomatoes are the best I know I tomatoes. said tomatoes before. Oh, okay. Jersey, phenomenal tomatoes. I'll bring you to a road stand. I got some fruit stand. My dad grew up on a chicken farm, actually. All right, let's not turn this into a Springsteen song. <laughs> like, we don't need to all... This is the worst part about living on the East Coast, is everyone just talking about how amazing New Jersey is. Well, look, I'm going to put in a word with Barty Farms and see if I can get them to be a sponsor of future Barney podcasts. Barty Farms in there. Okay, do you have anything else? They've been around phones? since 1909. You're going to besmirch nice. our podcast on our podcast? <laughs> Look, as public editor, this has to be a safe space for the ombudsman, me, to come on and point out where you guys are off the charts wrong. And uh, I have a lot more notes, but I'm just going to stick with New Jersey Farms this week. Anything else? I'm going to end it there. Okay. All right. Should we get to the news? Let's get to the news. All right. This is our, so Dr. Dog is our first time. Dr. Dog, take us to the news. Take us. Just lost in the, I'm lost in that song. And the Dr. Dog. Yeah, Dr. Dog. All right. So let's, all right. Wait, we got. By the way, you should ask, you know the guys in that band, right? I know one of them. You should ask them to do a cover of Huey Lewis in the News. Ooh. Oh, a little workaround. I don't know. Get Blue, get Blue Shirt. These guys are like a legitimate recording artist. They've been on Conan a bunch of times. What would Blue Shirt say about those guys doing a cover of Huey Lewis? Who owns that? 
I don't know. Screw blue shirt. Kaplan, you might have to sell your home. Oh, <laughs> I, think it's, I think Huey Lewis would still own it. But let's get to the news. All right. First story in the news. A uh, man in Washington, D.C. ordered a TV from Amazon, oh. and instead an assault rifle showed up. This is why you should get a TV. <laughs> this is why it's maybe I'll get a free assault rifle. Free. Yeah, this is yeah, the most American. This is a very American story. That is a very American story and deeply Every- upsetting. I I am I am I didn't someone know Amazon who's not sold guns. Did you know that? It's only in certain states, uh, I think. I'm staunchly in DC in our nation's capital. Yeah, that they that sold- feels off. I'm staunchly anti-gun. I don't even believe in hunting. I know Cap, you come from Pennsylvania. Oh, I believe in hunting. Cap comes from Pennsylvania where they get the f- school is off. I never forgot this. You told me this. first day of hunting they, the first day of hunting season they get off from school. That's inc- crazy right, so I'm to me. Pro gun because of that. I am anti gun in all situations. Um, that's insane to me. That Amazon story. Um, I just want to know the warehouse situation. So wait, here's a question. If the delivery guy has to bring the, bo- the gun upstairs, do you tip, you the, tip the delivery guy for the gun? <laughs> Here's a question I, I for you. If, you're, if you can't, if there's no guns, in, how do you kill a deer? Do you just wrestle it? Or just punch it? <laughs> like if you want to go deer Who's hunting. TV? You can't have a can you throw the TV at him. Yeah, that's what TV's for. Crossbow, bow and arrow. Oh, okay. Why do you have to kill a deer? I don't know. No, for hunting. Oh, but. Okay. How are you supposed to hunt if you don't have a gun? Yeah, but like, stop hunting. Go read a fucking book. No, I but don't then know. the world gets taken over by deer, and then we're there, our overlord, not Trump. I mean, have you, by the way, I would deer, I would sign off trade policy. Okay, tomorrow, if you allowed me to, I would sign off on the deer overlord instead of Trump as our overlord. <laughs> as long as it has a comb over, I'm in. The deer party. Oh my god. Okay, next. Should we do the next story? <laughs> Let's get to it. Rapid Let's fire. rifle through these. We're running out rifle. of time. All right, so speed rounds. NYU, New York University, yes. plans to house local senior citizens with students. This is from the New York Post. And state, I didn't understand that. Did it mean that the students would go live in a building that already has senior citizens, or senior citizens would live in a building that already has students? Because I think whoever I was there first, two. whoever was there first, it's going to kind of set the tone for the building. Well, it says, in response to soaring housing costs, NYU is rolling out a pilot program in the fall that would let students live in the spare bedroom of local senior citizens. So it was the first one. Right. So it's kids like an are moving in, program. Kids are moving into an old folks' home. You know, or an old folks' home or an old folks' house. Like some, I don't know. I mean, honestly, NYU is not that big a party school to begin with. So, Well, that's, I mean, imagine it, you meet a girl and you know, she's like, this is where she lives. She lives in like an old folks' home. That would kind of affect things. I feel like that would be kind of fun. I don't know. She'd it's be not, willing. She'd want to get out. If like you were studying abroad and yeah, you're she'd like, wanna, she'd want to stay at your place. Spanish yeah. family and it's like charming. They're make, but it's like if it's just some old New York woman. Honestly, you know? it's so hard to find any housing in Manhattan. Be happy you have a place to live in Manhattan if you are living here. I think they just need to gentrify things more and build more dorms, apparently, because this is this is terrible. This is terrible for the university. Well, I, I don't understand. Like, wait, so, a lot of- you know what's super weird though? If you're a student and you're in that building now, like. There's definitely the ghosts of some recent dead old people in your room. Like, yeah. you're in a room where, like, definitely within the last two years, various old people drop dead in your room. Here's my question. That's creepy. Because <laughs> exactly. they have, like, hazing. Bad for- Do you haze the old people? No. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Wait, this sounds like a, a, a movie com- idea. This is a great... Oh, Weber, we're pitching it right now. <laughs> Oh my God. One million dollars going now. <laughs> Call for my our, agent. <laughs> I, I, do, I do not take unsolicited submissions. Dirty, dirty grandma. No, this is on the air. If you steal this, 
You got to pay. You can us. call my managers. Call Kaplan Perone Entertainment. Uh, Kaplan is right here. Yeah, no, not this Kaplan. No, that would be. I, I, was, I was hoping there was something I didn't know about my uh, co-host yeah. <laughs> that he yeah. was your agent. Also, he could barely hold down one job. Please. All right. Well, we got to sell it somewhere else. Then, right. if you're not interested, this is going to be like idea. we're going to we're going to workshop it next episode. Now that it's on the air, this historic. Uh, people are going to be talking about this for years. Except I you didn't passed. have to sign a waiver. You guys didn't listen oh, to your shit. attorney. I didn't sign anything, so I own a third of this podcast oh, tonight. Jesus. So that idea is mine. Next story. Okay, this is our last story of the night, everybody. Um, one in five U.S. adults now have a tattoo, according to the USA Today. Is, are tattoos popular in China? Like, what's the tattoo? No, situation? it is recently, but for the longest time, it meant that you were in a gang. Oh, so no really one had anywhere them. like in China. I mean, anywhere in your body. There wasn't like so. Like, if a girl got a tattoo on her ankle That's in China, right. that would mean she's in a gang. No, because that's like recent. But girls just wouldn't have tattoos right, historically. Right. So there's no tramp stamps in China. Um, it it lasted it, like anything. Like it lasted for like six months. So people got tramp stamps for like like everything's oh. compressed in China. Oh wow! So every trend happened way quicker because China was uh, like fifty seventy five years behind us in the eighties, and then by the late nineties they were all the way caught up to us. So but then they did go through every single step in like a fifteen year. Period. So where are they at now? Like are they in the future? <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you can take a, um, a train that's a three-hour plane flight or a five-hour train because it's like bullet trains and everything. They are ahead of us now, right? They're well, ahead of anyway, us. So the point the is, like? no. um, I don't know. In some ways, it's smoggy. <laughs> in other ways, it's good. But so, so with tattoos, what do you feel about these? These? Does anyone in this room have a tattoo? I, not that I, am I do not. Of. I don't. I, I am me personally. Uh, I will never get a tattoo. I, I, at a young age, my grandmother, who I'm very close with, said to me, she, she warned me threateningly that I can never get a tattoo. And, and she was very stern about this in a way that was n not her usual personality. And I figured it was a religious thing or something uh, or, or something having to do with Jewish history or whatever. And she said, uh, if you get a tattoo, you can't be buried next to me in a Jewish cemetery. Oh. And that, by the way, if you're 10 and your grandma's already talking about where you're going to be buried. <laughs> where you're going to die. It is super creepy and really upsetting. So uh, it has been drilled into me. I'm not allowed to get a tattoo per my yeah, grandmother. The older Jews, they're very adamant about, it's like next to like marrying a non-Jew is getting a tattoo. <laughs> the like, second worst thing you can do. The second is, worst thing you can do. Is marry like, a non-Jew. The worst is the marry worst a non-Jew. So if you marry a non-Jew who's tattooed, that's really... Oh my gosh. But if you marry a Jew who's tattooed, I don't know. That's like a... Yeah, yeah. It's a watch. Well, let me... Okay, so here's an alternative. Tattoo. For anyone who's, who's Jewish or who's just not into tattoos like me, here's an alternative. Because basically you get a tattoo for the story, right? People are like, oh, spring break 96 or something. Right. So what I wanted to do, because I went to Singapore, I was like, how can I just get caned once? <laughs> you know, because right. then you get a scar on right. your back. It's only once. So you can handle that. Yeah, you can handle one, but it scars for life. Plus, it's a way better story. You got caned in Singapore. Wait, here's my question to you guys. Why <laughs> aren't do an imprint? Why aren't temporary tattoos a bigger thing? I don't mean like the ones that wash off in five days. You would think there's a kind of temporary tattoo that lasts like a year or two. And I feel like if there were a temporary tattoo that lasted a year or but two, it's like wouldn't there be so many of those? People would go like, your team wins a sports championship. Fuck it, I'm getting a tattoo for a year to oh, celebrate. Like the snap. Snapchat of yeah, exactly. social media. The Where's the Snapchat of tattoos that lasts like a year, six months, whatever? Like, By the I, way, if you, be, if you make huge... a movie about that, I'm going to be pissed. How we, could there be a movie about just that? Just in we general, need... anything that Why happens. Why don't you guys get Ikram on the phone, yeah. the creator of Ents, your sponsor. Oh, yeah. Ask Ikram <laughs> temporary tattoos 
Uh, now you guys are hitting yourselves because you like forgot to give a shout out to your sponsor. We'll do it now. We'll do it at the end of this. We'll I love that I'm. By the way, Ikram, next time you see Wait, me at the sports bar, remember I'm the one who remembered you and and sponsoring this glorious podcast. He's probably not. <laughs> anyway, temporary tattoos. This should be a thing. But okay. He, but what you're saying about the Singapore thing, people like the pain of the tattoo. Not only the so, pain, but they like the story. The, the story, exactly. So that's part of the thing. You get. So let's get. Let's all go to Singapore. I'm gonna get a, a. I'm not. I don't want. I do not want a scar, and I do not want a tattoo. I want of, none of these things. I'm gonna roll out a tattoo. This is save it for the pod, and I'll put it on my arm just so I can remember. You're gonna write. You're gonna get a tattoo, tattoo that says save it for the pod. Yeah. So I just remember not to spoil stories before we get to the pod. That's great. Should we? Cap, if you get to hundred episodes, will you get a real tattoo? If we, but no, because that's like something I control. I can just stop. <laughs> <laughs> but like the show If you get to 100 The show's taken off say if we get to A certain amount of listeners Or something Yeah, yeah. Which no one else can see If we get to a million listeners I'll get caned in Singapore <laughs> For what? That? For what? <laughs> like what's the, Can you announce ahead of time What the crime would be that? Oh well it's anything wait, you want Chewing gum uh, you know, Chewing gum's wait, lame That's been wait, done do before they Pick something new If you don't so, Something with a yeah, little Yeah yeah if, like, if you don't flush the crapper You can get caned Really? But that's Give me something with a little Flair here Jaywalking what are you looking for? Jaywalking while chewing gum. Okay, and not flushing. Because I don't like to flush anyway. Yeah, he's wasting water. Yeah, exactly. So, All right, I, there's, there's it, everybody. If we get one, how many listeners? One, one million listeners. I'll get caned in Singapore. Tur- Who's, I, this isn't bad. All right, I'm kind of into this. See? If we get 500,000 listeners, I will get a tattoo. It <laughs> says, <laughs> I want to get caned in save Singapore. It the, save it save for the, it for the pod. pod. If you right. get, wait, so you're going on the record. 500,000. Is that a lot? I don't know. I mean, by the way, I'm not by the way right now you guys have 12 listeners. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, we're, we're editing that. Yeah. But what if you go and get a lot of iPhones and just like you buy 500,000 iPhones and what's the point? And you return them all. Yeah, I don't know. All right, should we get out of here? I'm, I'm getting nervous now. I have to sign My up grandmother's for, rolling over the grave right up, now. I would have to sign up for 500,000 different iTunes accounts. Yeah. Do you know how much time that would take? <laughs> how many credit cards would I need? That's not even, that's so unfeasible. Like, as yeah, much as I want you to have to get a tattoo, Kaplan, and trust me, I really want you to have to get a tattoo and explain that to your family and your wife. Just and my podcast. Yes, but like I will say, the the coming up with five hundred thousand iTunes accounts to make this All happen right. is that would take years. So you would you will, could happen. Then. You will really have five hundred thousand listeners in the time it takes for me to actually start five hundred thousand iTunes accounts. All right, good. And you should give us five star reviews, please. All those accounts. Oh, yeah, we're we gonna need do five it. star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Four to One can be bad to be so, realistic. So in the real pod, you want your real listeners to give four stars, but in the dummy account I'm creating so that you get a tattoo, you want them all to give you five stars. I think I'm consistent there. <laughs> That's all, everybody. All right. This has been our episode. Cap, what do we have to say? I don't know. Get lost or something get like that? Get lost. <laughs> Yeah.